something I can see peering out of that black hole through luminous disks. The eyes, it might be a face, might be almost oh, oh, heavens. Something wriggling out of the shadow like a gray snake. Now it's another one and another one and another one. They look like tentacles to me. Oh, yeah, I can see the thing's body now. It's large, large as a bear. Crystals like wet leather, but that face, that face. Ladies and gentlemen, it's indescribable. I can hardly force myself to keep looking at it. It's so awful. The eyes are black and they gleam like a serpent. The mouth is a kind of V-shaped with saliva dripping from its rimless lips. It seems to oh, quiver and pulsate. Document what we see, obscure what's possible, misdirect from what we know. Sounds like a sound strategy when engaging in passive observation of a weird world of conspiracy theorists and UFO trackers just outside your grasp. But what happens when there's a more immediate threat inviting you to come closer and closer to it? For Alistair McAndrews, that means throwing out the rulebook of department protocols just to get a closer look. But just how do you sneak up on a psychic? Oh, I like that. That's a good line. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I always I always do a voice that makes me sound like you're proud of my macaroni art. <laughs> teacher, 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 look what I made. <laughs> when we last left the two of you, St. Garcia Flores had just checked out and scoped the recreational vehicle that is owned by one Dr. Springwood uh, and is parked outside of his uh, tent complex while Alistair Graham-McAndrews was watching the performance of uh, what appears to be a, a associate speaker of Dr. Springwood's. Uh, Alistair stepped out of the shadows of the tent entrance into the center of the aisle and attempted to confront that associate speaker directly, uh, asking that he speak specifically with Dr. Springwood. The last thing that happened specifically is that the associate speaker of Dr. Springwood's uh, said that she was going to go check to see if the doctor was in, quote-unquote. So I guess she steps off of the side of the stage, uh, leaving the podium uh, empty for a moment as she goes back behind the scenes of the tent, so to speak. It seems like there's almost a... Um, almost like a back room of sorts. That the mm. uh, back of the stage is not necessarily the back of the tent. Okay. Um... If there's, if that's just a green room, or if they're storing anything back there, it's not clear. It's where they hide the bodies, obviously. Um, <laughs> How do you know about the bodies? <clears throat> that's classified, Ben. I don't think there's anything I want to like do. I'll just wait. How annoying do I want to be? Like, I, I'm gonna go over the podium, like lean up against it and i'm just gonna say for the sake of it that there's like a pen or a pencil on there or something sure and i'm gonna start really like and just like i'm gonna start like tapping it like flipping it between my fingers and like tapping it on the top of the podium the equivalent of uh putting your boots up on the coffee table yeah exactly so alistair is kind of leaning against the podium tapping 
having stolen a pen is just I'm not tapping it on the microphone that would be overkill but I'm definitely tapping it like on the podium where you shouldn't be tapping things Saint from your perspective uh, you see that associate speaker stepping out of the side of the tent on the other side luckily from all of the um, uh, sound equipment boxes and whatnot stepping out of the tent uh, through that tiny little passageway uh, that we mentioned being between the tent and the RV, up into the RV. She knocks on it a few times, um, and eventually the door opens inwards. Uh, she steps up and in, as opposed to calling Springwood out, or whoever's in there. It's Springwood. Yeah, I know that. I looked inside. <laughs> no need to be coy. That's a different character, but thank you. Uh, she steps up and in, uh, as opposed to Springwood stepping out. Uh, and I don't know what angle you're at exactly, but you can probably see um, kind of some back and forth shadow and lighting on the inside. Um, as if people are, uh, well, pacing back and forth a little bit. Two people, anyway. Uh, the lights go out in the back room of the RV. And I'd say maybe about a minute later, uh, Springwood steps out with his full, like, sports coat and cane uh, combination, his full ensemblage. In the, specifically the locked back room, or are we talking about in the main area of the RV? In the locked back room. Interesting. Because I didn't see him back there. I saw him in the main part, right? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. But the lights go off in the locked back room. I am going to attempt to uh, open that RV door and see if it's open. Cool. If they locked it behind them. Kit, do I... I I'm trying to op- see if it's locked. Oh. <laughs> which is information you can tell me. <laughs> right, for sure. The door is locked. Great. I would like to try and burgle it then. All right, go ahead. I love burgle as a verb. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Uh... Hmm... I am going to try and remember how fate works really quick. Um, That's a fate points, you can either re-roll or you can add a plus two. That's correct. Okay. I'm just going to spend a fate point to re-roll because in a total I got negative one, which I don't like and I don't want. Especially not at this point of the juncture when we're almost done with this chapter. I can start blowing these. Knock on wood. <laughs> I can start blowing these. So this is a much better roll. I got uh, three positives and a neutral, so that's a plus four total. Hey. I got th- I got three sixes and a three for reference. Loose, so loose, I rolled loose, real good. Loose. You all right? Yeah, you um take out the lock picking tools that you used earlier this day to get into the RV. Uh, one day we'll have a parascience chapter that takes place overnight, but in the meantime, everything's been a one and done within a within a calendar day situation. Um. But yeah, you uh, you successfully break open the lock, especially since you were able to do it earlier today. It is not uh, it is not unfamiliar territory to you, and you step up into the the coolness of the RV. They've let the uh, <laughs> they're keeping the AC on. And this hot hot winter day. Um, anyone in there? Uh, no, no one Great. in there. Okay, to the locked door I go, um, and I will attempt to burgle that one too. There is a combination padlock uh, on attached to that door. It is indeed uh, one of those ones that has the uh, the four 
uh, dials, the four-digit dials uh, at the base. Um, it absolutely uh, looks like a an awkward an awkward addition to this door. Uh, it, it certainly the RV door did not come with a uh, a combination padlock. Yeah. Um, yeah, most RVs don't. Um, but this definitely looks like it was like you know drilled into uh, the door. Uh, a security adjustment perhaps made by a member of Springwood's uh, crew. Can I actually, before I attempt a burgle, um, can I try a few different like significant years? Of course. Um, I would like to try the year because I got all this information from Alistair. So I would like to try the year his father died. Um, and I would also like to try the year that that uh, Mackenzie Roberts uncle died. The like one that kind of shut down the whole kit caboodle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's not gonna I'll, I'll try his birth year for shits and gigs but I doubt it's gonna be that Um, so I'll try those and see if that gets me anywhere cool which one are you gonna try first I'm gonna try father's death I don't know if I specifically gave a date but I know that uh, Magenta and Cyan specifically said that he has been dead since the 90s I'm gonna say you were able to look up that date on your own accord that does not go through. Let's go back to Ezra. Oh, okay. okay. Shit, all right. Alistair, uh, you see Dr. Springwood enter the left side of the tent, I guess uh, house left, as it were, uh, since this is absolutely a theater. Uh, he has his uh, his metal walking cane, uh, again, very medical looking in nature, um, as opposed to like a wooden cane. Um, he has his green suit jacket. He has his hair tied back. Uh, he is in showman mode. Okay. Even partially different from when you saw him at the resort earlier today. Sure. All right. Uh, he steps up onto the podium and just uh, says, I hear that we have someone in our audience tonight who's interested in hearing more about our beautiful church and what we can offer to them. Is that correct? He obviously is looking directly at you as you are at. Alistair channels a little bit of his, um, you know, obnoxious Connecticut old money uncle's um, despite literally being dressed like a alien Coachella bum, it, it's, it's in the vibes. Um, and just says, sure, Dr. Springwood, enlighten me. Um, Ezra, if you could give me either rapport or provoke and keep talking past that. Okay. Um, I don't have provoke as a skill. Saint would disagree. Fair. But beyond that, um, yeah, so you would just value, roll at so I can yeah, roll rapport or it, I so. can just roll provoke. I mean, if you have rapport, roll I do rapport. Have rapport. I have rapport. I guess I'll roll rapport. Okay. 4d6. Um, and then keep talking past that. All right. Uh, that's, ooh, that's really bad. That's three negatives, one positive which works out to minus two and i have a plus three in rapport which still only gets me a plus one what would happen if i rolled spend a fate you can spend a fate point get an extra plus two this may be the finale of this chapter like might as well blow it that is true okay yeah i'm gonna go ahead and spend a fate point to get me up to a plus three you know doctor i'm uh really widely read i've i've been a lot of places seeking meaning in life 
something beyond, you know, money, success, that sort of thing. There's a lot of crackpots out there. So, of course, of course. If you've got something real, well, I'm willing to set my skepticism aside. That's the kind of attitude that we like to hear, Alistair. He says using a name that you have not given him yet. Yep, absolutely. Worldly knowledge is, of course, critical to our growth forward as people, and so are setting aside petty notions of success and money, as you said. These are concerns that don't really concern members of our church. I can see that you're already on the right path in that respect, and I admire that about you, Alistair. I really do. But for true expansion of understanding of the nature of this world, that is the first critical step forward into joining an organization such as ours. Tell me, what are you looking for in life? Do you feel anything weighing you down? Anything holding you back, preventing you from being the person that you want to be? How do you visualize the perfect Alistair Graham McAndrews? I can't promise you instant success, nor can I promise you a level of enlightenment that me and some of my followers have already reached, but I can set you on the right path. And for me, that's what matters. What's, what's he gonna... <laughs> Beans, okay. What is, what is the... Uh... I want him to try to read me. I'm trying to goad him into doing what he did to Saint. I mean, you... This maybe this is a little obvious. You could always just do a like, pro like prove it, yeah. or like I was here earlier. You like did a reading on this guy. I want to see you try that again. Yeah. Okay. What is what is the like? How do it? I know he wasn't a plant or something? That's true. Doctor Spring, what I want, what every curious man wants. I want to understand. I mean, that... The show you put on earlier was impressive, but... How do I know the uh, gentleman in the ball cap wasn't a plant? What does the ideal Alistair Graham McAndrews look like? Well, why don't you tell me? Saint, go ahead and put another combination. Okay. Oh, I like um, this. I'm like earning you. I'm I'm like earning you tries. What about yeah. the year that the company was founded? Yeah, I think that's a better. Do you think that's a better guess than? I'm trying to pick something that is significant but not easily guessable. Anybody sense. can fucking Google like when was the company. No, and to be fair, I fucking googled when that guy died, but that's a little bit more esoteric. Yeah, that's fair. Um. So. I'd like to get my, like, weird guess out of the way. So I'd like to try the year sense. that... I'm just going to try the year that, that um, Shrigwood Acoustics, like, or the... Oh, it's a... Is it, like, it's the Brotherhood of Enlightenment? Am I remembering that right? Yeah. Great. I was like, is that... That sounds like a Dragon Age thing, so I don't know if I'm remembering it for one of my video games or not. Um, if it helps, it's meant to. Great. Uh, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to try the year that the Brotherhood of Enlightenment fell out of the public eye. Click. Oh, sick. All right. Great. Uh, I would like to open the door then. 
You open the door and stare into the darkness of what appears to be the master bedroom of uh, this RV. Uh, you know, it, it encompasses the entire back fourth of the recreational vehicle. Uh, but it is shrouded in darkness at this point, by which I mean the light's off. Okay. Um, do I get the sense that there's another person in the room? Like, sometimes you can just feel there's another person, even if it's dark. Oh, I don't like that you just smiled before you answered that question. Another person? I'm not sure. But you certainly feel a presence. Oh, fuck. Excellent. I have my phone on me. I'd like to use my phone flashlight. All right. You turn the flashlight on in the room. Alistair, back to you. Cool. All right. This is how it's going to be, huh? It's a good format. I like it. What does the ideal Alistair look like? That's such a great question. Would you mind taking a seat next to me, Alistair? Sure. He gestures to the very same chairs that he had Saint sit down in earlier in this day. Yeah, I will I will sit my sit my little butt in that chair. He moves his cane over to his right hand and extends his left hand to you, uh, kind of cupped out, uh, asking you to hold it. Okay. Sure, yeah, I will I will raise an eyebrow at him, but I'll I'll reach out and Yeah, you know. Let's let we we can we can kumbaya the shit. Alistair, would you mind if I started by asking where you're from? Do I want to lie to him or not? Is that interesting if I start trying to lie to him? I don't think you would need to. I don't think so. I also do, I don't think it will work. No, I know, but I I I'm wondering if me lying to him so that he will call me on it is interesting. Hmm. Do you think Alistair's instinct here would be to lie? He lies a lot. Then lie. Just, I just want him to. I want to. I want to throw him a softball to start out with. Um. So I. It's like I want to pick something that's obviously not true. This motherfucker is definitely not from like Malibu or something like that. Do you want to? Can you just throw me that line one more time? Alistair, let's start with something simple. I'm going to try to figure out just exactly who you are and what exactly you're looking for in life through a series of questions. Is that all right? Absolutely. Let's start with, where are you from? Ohio. Ohio, yes, yes. Uh, heart of uh, middle America. The swing state, so frequently. Uh, home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is that right? You ever been? No, it's really more of a tourist thing. Sure, of course, I understand. You know, my father, he is not credited in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by any measure, uh, but some of his technology, my father was a sound engineer, you see, uh, instrumental in the creation of surround sound. Did you know that? You probably didn't know that. I didn't. Just a, a contribution that we Springwoods have made to music over the last 50 years or so. It's something I'm very proud of, although I don't typically listen to worldly music. Alistair, what do you do for a living? Systems technology. Believe me, it's really boring. I don't think these uh, fine people want to hear about the ins and outs of who broke the database this week. 
Oh, Alistair, I don't think that's true. I think our audience would love to hear all about it. Especially because I'm, I'm picking up that it's a little more complicated than that. You analyze systems for sure, but I'm picturing something a little more investigative. Is that correct? Oh, interesting. Okay. Just who are you, Alistair, and what are you doing in my tent? Is a thought that he says, not with his mouth, but still as one you hear inside your head. Saint, back to you. You flick on the light. Um, it is that harsh white light of a phone flashlight. Um, and you give the room a once-over. You notice that the perhaps larger bed that you might be expecting in the back room of an RV like this uh, is not present. Not at all. Uh, instead, there is a simple armchair tucked into the corner of this back bedroom. In fact, there's no clear spot for sleeping at all. There are a handful of uh, bookshelves that look like they were um, kind of bolted to the ground. Looks like they might be, you know, like, like wire rack, mobile, something or others that have been bolted uh, into the back of this heavily modified uh, master bedroom and notably there is a large uh, wooden desk attached to one of the inside walls on it are two pieces of electrical equipment they look almost like cartoonish like electrical like dynamos um, like weird uh, Tesla coils like you would see something that would bring Frankenstein to life those two things are bookending what appears to be a large metal case one that is uh two feet tall by two feet wide by two feet deep a perfect square you look around the room some more and you see a number of pieces of poster board of printer paper of post-it notes red string even connecting various dots and points on the wall various uh, illustrations and uh, handwritten notes doesn't look all that different from Agent Coy's hotel room in Kenway, Nevada, only a few months ago. But everywhere, on all of these pieces of paper, you can see those symbols. The symbols that Alistair made you aware of, and the symbols that Springwood tried to get you to read. The so-called Visitor's Alphabet. All around what appears to be an electrical altar. What? When you say electrical altar, clarify. The two dynamos and whatever's in the center ah. on this big kind of desk slab ah. kind of gives off the vibe of like, uh, cool. If these were candlesticks and a skull, you would not you you would yes. say altar. I thought you were referring to a secondary piece of furniture that wasn't the desk, which no. is okay. Um, the box, is it, is there like a hinge? Is there a lock? Does it look openable? There is indeed a hinge at the top. It is not locked. 
and this uh, presence, I felt. Not visible? Not visible. But I still feel it? You still feel it. Between the two dynamos. Okay. Which are crackling with a faint sort of static electricity. Hmm. They are not on blast, but they are definitely Hmm. running. Like when you can hear your fridge in the middle of the night. Yeah. Well, uh, onwards towards what will inevitably be my terrible fate. I uh, would like to enter the room and head towards that box. Sure. Hey, fate, that's the game we're playing. Wow, oh my god, I'm so smart. Wait, um, so you're going to speed up there so it's fate accelerated? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't run into anything that would stop me? No, just the spring-loaded bear trap. Ah, oh, sick, just like Saw. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, just I'm like going to try to open... <laughs> Sorry, the one in Saw is a reverse bear trap. Please don't call me out on Twitter for this. Um... I would like to try to open the box, please. Sure. You lift uh, the hinge of this box. It does not seem... It's not like a safe. It does not seem uh, that it is meant to keep anyone out or be otherwise impenetrable. Uh, And you look down and you see what appears to be a perfectly smooth metal ball. Like fist size or bigger? Much bigger. Possibly about the size of your head. Oh, okay. Any other notable features? No, no features. A perfect metal sphere. Quite heavy, about the size of a basketball. Absolutely featureless. Okay, well before this, I'm going to take a photo of it, because this thing is about to fucking kill me. Um, I'm going to take a photo of it and send it to... And this whole altar and send it to Alistair and then oh my god um the the machines on either side they are just bookending it they are and they're making that sound are they attached in any way to the box or the ball or anything like that or are they just kind of surrounding it you feel like when you reach down you can kind of feel like you're pushing through an electromagnetic field okay they don't appear attached, but it doesn't seem like they're supposed to be. Okay. God, I... Mm, <laughs> there are two, two pieces here. I, sh- I want to touch this thing real bad. And if I touch this thing, it's going to go real bad for me. And I also don't necessarily know what that's going to do. Um, fuck it. Uh, feet first. I am going to try and like pick it up. The second your fingers touch the surface of this sphere, you can feel it begin to start to spin underneath the heat of your hands. Alistair, Dr. Springwood spaces out for a second. Oh, okay. As he's talking to you. Whatever he was saying, it seems like he notably caught himself halfway through his sentence. Much like the idiot dungeon master of this show sometimes finds himself tripping through a sentence. Okay. And he just said, in my head, he said, who are you? 
And what are you doing in and my what tent? What are you doing in my tent? He then starts to pivot back toward his audience before clearly losing himself halfway through his sentence. Um, and it's it's noticeable. He is talking loud and broadly, and he is doing that kind of uh, snaky talk that he does. Yeah. And he very clearly does a, a full-blown... And of course, those are the re... Uh, uh, um, the reasons that we... Like, it's a full okay. stall out. Oh, okay. Interesting. I Okay, so I'll play along uh, a little bit. Well, Dr. Springwood, like I said, I'm a curious man. And uh, I never pass up an opportunity to investigate, as you said. And sometimes that comes in handy in my kind of job. You know, getting to the bottom of things, really... Uh, Attention to detail, catching things that other people don't. All, all uh, hallmarks of a good systems engineer. And I want to try to think back at him. I want to kind of like catch, like as I'm saying this, I want to like kind of catch his eye. And I want to, I imagine it's pretty clumsy feeling, but I think Alistair tries to, to think back um i'm gonna very like carefully and intently try to think back at him two thoughts here i want to know which parts are real and i want to know what i know i want to know what you do or like because he he's got to know that that's that's i don't think i'm giving anything away there if i try Mm -hmm. to tell him something like that um I, uh, no, I I think, I, I think, I think that this is hard. I think I've never done this before. So I think that all I can really, it, it, it boils down to just thinking really hard back at him. I want to know how. How what? You're like literally just. Literally just, just as in like, how is he doing, what, how is he doing this? That's the big thing that I want to know here. And if he knows who I am, which he does. Mm-hmm. he I already know he does. But I want to see if it goes both ways. I want to know if he... I want to see if he reacts to what I said out loud and what I tried to say in my head. So out loud, um, I said basically like, I'm... You know, I'm I'm a curious man, um, and that curiosity and attention to detail is is the hallmark of a good systems engineer. You know, and sometimes that comes in in handy for my right. in my line of work. Um, and then in my head, cl- and it's clumsy because I'm like I don't know how to do this, but I'm thinking really hard. I want to know how. Of course, Alistair, I can tell that you have a very curious mind, and I do appreciate that about you. And these are things that we can help to foster in the Church of the Open Mind. There are abilities that we believe the human mind can reach. Certainly, you have seen some of my own abilities on display that come through intense meditation, through intense reading and understanding of the principles that we are willing to teach you. And Alistair, I would like to invite you to learn such secrets of ours. But I don't know if you're ready yet. You certainly 
have the mindset of someone who is willing to embrace our type of thinking, but I don't know if you have the discipline quite yet. Ouch. And while I appreciate your interest in us very much, he stalls out again. There's almost a pained expression on his face for a moment. Nothing serious. But it's like he can feel like a headache rumbling through his sinuses. Without much of a further word from him, the larger gentleman who is sitting off stage, the one with the dragon tattoos, stands up and excuses himself from the tent. Oh shit, okay. Springwood's mouth is undergoing a series of false starts. He looks like he has a number of sentences that he is about to say, but nothing seems to be coming to mind. Um, I I kind of want to like lean forward. Am I still? Are we still holding hands? Yes, twin high maintenance machines. Yeah. Um. Wait. No. Are, I am hope I you still die. I hope we both hands? die. Yeah, I definitely hope we both die at this point. Um. <laughs> Is is he still is he still holding my hand? Like, are we still yes. holding hands? Okay. Um, I'm gonna like kind of like lean forward with my you know elbow on my knee and like put my other hand on top of his. I just want to be a piece of shit for a second. Tell me if you and um and and I I absolutely will look him in the eye and just say, "What's the problem, Doctor? Uh, extraterrestrial cat got your tongue." Say it. Let's cut back to you. <laughs> Please so cut I've that got, if you don't think it's funny. Um, I've got my uh, hands on this thing, and it's spinning, yeah? It's spinning underneath your touch before you've even lifted it up. Okay. Anything else? Not yet. Unless you want to actually lift it up. I think so. You lift it up into your hands... And there is a sort of magnetic movement to it. It seems to be perfectly still, but you can almost feel, cupped between your hands, some sort of internal movement. Like there's... Well, like the way like a gyrosphere works, where you can kind of feel it tug in certain directions based on the way that it's swinging. Um, if you've ever had one of those toys that's like two magnetic rods... That, like, uh, that a wheel is going around. You know, that kind of give and pull and give and pull. You can feel that it's fluctuating in all sorts of ways. Um, while it's within your hands. Okay. Until it stops. And you can feel some sort of presence in this very room. And you can feel it looking up at you. Where? From the orb between your hands. Can I roll an empathy here? Of course you can. For my miscellaneous exorcism ability? Of course you can. That is going to be a four. Oh, sexy. I didn't roll. I rolled two negatives and two positives, and my but my empathy is a four. So. Saint. Your mind flashes with every single symbol of the visitor's alphabet at once in a repetition in a repetition and then scrambled all over the map 
you can see them flickering in front of you like you are watching a slideshow. Like the screens in the Matrix or, or, or rapidly flickering slides. You are becoming aware of a certain, a certain series of symbols that you've already seen before. But now you have an even slightly deeper understanding of them. Although in knowing that you have this deeper understanding, you know that there is so much more that you don't understand about them. But you can feel that the sphere, whatever sentient quality it has, is attempting to communicate with you by showing you how it speaks. Okay. Am I getting any kind of sense of what it is trying to communicate, or are we at the point where it's like... I, I can't even read its body language. There's certainly no body language literally to read, and you're still yeah. having a hard time grasping what this absolute deluge of symbols could possibly mean to you. Is it repeating any of them in, in particular? It certainly is. It, it repeats the entire thing from beginning to end three times at the very start, and then sends, you, sends them all to you in a scrambled fashion that repeats over and over and over again in ways that you can't possibly comprehend yet. Whether these are sentences or it's just pure knowledge that it's dropping on you, it's hard to tell. This is a level of linguistics outside of your level of comprehension. However, there's a series of books you can purchase. <laughs> yeah, fat called fucking Dianet man. Sorry, called... Uh, <laughs> anyway, so... Um, when I... Have I pulled this orb out of the, like, electromagnetic sphere of influence at this point? Or can I, if I have not? Um, sure, yeah, you can. Okay. You have not, does but that, you can. Does that change anything? Nothing about the orb seems to have changed itself. Alistair, from your perspective, you see Springwood stand bolt upright. Oh shit, okay. I'm in trouble. Alistair, I'm so sorry, but I'm afraid our session has to come to an end. I encourage you to buy our books. Good day. He says before stepping out of the room and toward the RV. What you've just been listening to was Parascience, a glimpse into a world unknown. It was an actual play horror adventure told to you through the Fate system. Our players are Ezra Kay as Agent Alistair McAndrews and Manny Trumbo Gomes as capable young man St. Garcia Flores. As for myself, I was your game master and disembodied voice, Ben Hamlin. I also produced this show. Our theme song is by the incorporeal Johnny Ronaldo, and our logo was created by the haunted visage of Tara Bossart. We are currently in the process of remastering and transcribing earlier episodes of the show, and for that I would like to thank Glory Duda, Marcel Hood, and Julie Cooper as they write down our every word and weave an intricate web of audio for you. You can stay tuned to our social media channels for more information on these developments. This show is brought to you by Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. You can follow us on social media at InfinityBreak23 and check out our website for all of our other podcasts at InfinityBreak.net. We appreciate you listening to this program. If you want to help spread the word, there are a good many ways to do that. Word of mouth helps us immensely, and you can add us at ParasciencePod on Twitter. And while you're at it, why not tag InfinityBreak23? 
We have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash infinity break where you can start donating to infinity break for as little as $1 a month. And if you listen to Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review. That's all for now. Let Parascience expand your way of thinking and offer you 10 easy steps to becoming a telepath at home. We'll see you in two weeks' time.